You read him at WEI.com. You hear him on the Six Rings postgame show, the Six Rings podcast, the Breaking Boston podcast, and uh, I don't know, another podcast to be named later. It's our guy Andy Hart with us on the Harbor One Hotline, presented by McFarland Energy. If you need dependable home oil delivery or HVAC work in Greater Boston, the North Shore, or the Cape, please visit McFarlandEnergy.com. Andy Hart, good afternoon. Afternoon, fellas. How we doing? I'm good. all right. Good. Are you, uh, I know you're losing weight, but I was going to say, are you going to be in for Daniel Equale, who is uh, torn bicep? Don't know if he's Ooh. completely done for the year. Oh, I did that. Oh, you tore your bicep too? Oh, yes. we'll, have to, we'll have to have a, a little injury breakdown. But uh, yeah. a, a sneaky little thing going into this week, uh, Hart, might be no Equale and no Devon Godshaw. That's actually kind of a sneaky big deal, isn't it? Yeah, I I will say I think it's hitting one of the deeper positions on the team, that defensive line. Uh, But it's not ideal. And I think some outsiders probably say Daniel Equale, who cares? No, he's been a pretty good player for this team uh, over the last couple years, and he is part of your depth on that front. Now, you still have Lawrence Guy to lean on a little bit more, guy you guys talked to. You have... You know, the Dietrich Wise, who's that tweener that can probably give you some more reps inside. Christian Barmore. Um, you still have plenty of players there. Uh, but, obviously, the Cowboys are looking to run the ball. Mike McCarthy, probably to a fault at times, um, to the point where he questions the play calling, even though he realizes he's actually the play caller and can do something about it. Um, but, no, I, I do think that for a defense that's been playing really well, those are a couple little injuries that, you know, the, the cash, as they say, the casual fan might not really care about, but you could watch a football game and say, oh, yeah, we, we kind of missed Devon Godshaw and uh, Daniel Aquale. Well, what's, what's the injury report looking like today being Wednesday, right? The first day those guys actually show up and, and start looking at their playbooks uh, in the secondary. Anybody coming back? Anybody healthy? Well, the, the guy we're going to keep an eye on, and Christian, you should know this, as Bill Belichick would say, that injury report doesn't come out till uh, 4 o'clock this afternoon, so it's not official yet. Um, but, but Jonathan Jones <laughs> there go. is That's the guy amazing. that you, you need to get back out there. Um, I know it's been a great story how good Christian Gonzalez is, and I've accepted the fact that you have a good number one corner. Like, he is legit hitting the ground running really good. Um, I don't know if he's what Tony Romo said at the end of that broadcast as he's one of the best corners in football already, um, but he's good. You can rely on him, but I think you've been skating. You've been getting by. Sean Wade all of a sudden is playing 30-something snaps for you. Miles Bryant, who, yes, I know he's a smart guy, and I think he's probably better than we all give him credit for, is playing a lot of snaps for you. Uh, Marcus Jones is out. So to get Jonathan Jones back out there with some consistency – um, would be huge, and, and i got to think he's trending in that direction. But Jonathan Jones has been banged up basically all summer. You remember he missed most of the preseason practices to injury, gets back out there, then has the ankle. Now he's missed a couple weeks here. Um, I think he could be a key part because we're no longer talking about, is this defense good? We're no longer talking about, oh, you know, they did it against bad quarterbacks. Can they hang with good QBs and good offenses? Now we're talking about, how good is this defense? Can this defense be dominant? Can this defense be the reason you win games? And to do that, I think you're going to need a guy like Jonathan Jones back out there. Uh, what is your confidence in Miles Bryant, given the way he has played this year? Is there a bigger role there for him? Well, I think the secondary has been, uh, you used the term sneaky earlier, sneaky interesting with 
the evolution of Jabril Peppers, who I don't know about you guys, but has become one of my favorite players to watch. Um, just the energy, the physicality that he brought last year, this year. I think he's much healthier this year, removed from that ACL. But then you look at it, and it's like, huh, Jalen Mills, we all thought, was going to be the Devin McCourty replacement, doesn't really play. Adrian Phillips has been like a 70%, 80% playtime guy in recent years, not really playing all that much. In fact, his playtime has been diminishing as the weeks go on, whereas Miles Bryant is out there, and he is a tweener, safety, corner, nickel guy that you know we've always sort of joked in the media tent uh, the, the coaches and the, the Patriots like Miles Bryant more than anybody. Like They like him more than fans. They like him more than analysts. Um, maybe for good reason. Maybe he's a better football player than we gave him credit for. One of those classic, like, oh, he's not great at any one thing, and he's not going to wow you with his measurables, but he's smart. He knows what he's supposed to do. More often than not, he's going to be in the right place and, and be doing what he's supposed to do. Um, I think we all go back to that Buffalo game a few years ago where he was getting – slapped around pretty good by Isaiah McKenzie and, and almost wanted to tap out. Um, he's a better football player now than he was then, and I do. I think he's becoming a versatile part of the back end of the defense. So we're talking to Andy Hart. Andy, I'm looking at this uh, this Dallas Cowboys um, defense that has been getting a mm. ton of attention and a lot of respect, mm. warranted or not. But I look at the games that they've played and the Jets, the offenses that they played, the Jets, the Giants, and then the Cardinals, and the Cardinals ran the hell all over them. All over them. They couldn't stop it. So how good, really, do you think this Cowboys defense is? Uh, that's a great question. Not as good as they were when they had digs at cornerback. I, uh, I don't think they reacted well to that last week. I think that played a role adjusting to life without uh, digs. Um, obviously, they have, I think Mac just called him the best player we've faced this year in Micah Parsons, and he certainly is a top-five impact-type player uh, in the NFL. Uh, it's funny because Mac went down a ridiculous scouting report on this defense. He did a Phil Bel- uh, Bill Belichick filibuster um, for over two minutes. I think he named every player on the defense, what positions they play, what they do, where they're from. Um, so he clearly is studying this defense. This is clearly a challenge for them, but so are the Eagles, so are the Jets. They've been facing good defenses Um, I think this defense is a little overrated, personally. Um, I think that Micah Parsons is not. I think he is a a game wrecker. I think the way they move him around, the last thing you want to see is him lined up over Cole Strange. I think he'll eat Cole Strange's lunch. I'm not sure if he'll eat uh, Vidarian Lowe's lunch. But I think Parsons, I mean, this is no groundbreaking. They need to deal with Parsons. I think if they can deal with Parsons, um, the rest of it is probably a winnable battle. And you mentioned the run game. This Patriots team's coming off a sneaky, let's use that word again, 150-yard rushing effort, because I didn't think they ran the ball great, but then you look in the third quarter and they're over 100 yards. Um, So if you can get Ramondre Stevenson going against what is a bad run defense or a run defense that's giving up a lot of yards right now, whether they're bad or not, um, a run defense that I think runs uh, a decent amount of sort of slants and does some things up front that might – lead to Ramondre finding some cutback openings and some gaps to get a little yards after catch. But um, I think this defense is good, not great. I think you may have faced two better defenses already this year. Andy Hart at WEI.com, aggression Fourier. Um, How does this not become Zeke week? Meaning he's going back to the Cowboys. We know the history is there. I know we are probably less likely to feed into it up here 
But is this, in a weird way, Zeke weak, considering the ties and he was drafted in that organization? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is a guy that he was a superstar for the biggest star, you know, in football. And that's one thing, before I answer sort of about Zeke, I was really amazed with some of the comments from David Andrews, Hunter Henry, Mac Jones in particular. We just had three press conferences, all kind of talking about, Ooh, going to Dallas's football stadium and going to Dallas and playing the Cowboy. Almost like we're going to play a big big boy football game. And and it, the, the tone of it kind of struck me like, you're the Patriots. I know you're not Tom Brady's Patriots, but you're still the Patriots. You're still big boy football. You're not the Jacksonville Jaguars trying to prove themselves or the Panthers. Um, so I, I found it really interesting the tone the players were taking in terms of going to this, you know, Dallas, that incredible stadium, and taking on this good Cowboys football team and the aura, uh, I found interesting. And certainly Zeke is going to fuel into that. This is a big game for him. Um, He said he didn't want to leave there, but he's happy where he is now. Um, I believe him. Like, yeah, that's obvious. You didn't want to leave there. That was your home. But now you found a place you kind of like it. Um, Is he going to be the centerpiece of the game or the offense or anything like that? No, I don't think that's the case, even though – he has run the ball better, certainly last week, than Ramondre Stevenson. But I don't – the Patriots seem to have it buttoned up, whether it's Mac not talking about Mac being dirty or the other players not talking about Mac being dirty. Um, they seem to be locked in on focused on the Cowboys this week. And whether they're faking it or not, they're doing a good job with it. And I, I think the Zeke story will be this, the same kind of thing. Speaking of Zeke, this is, a, this is something I brought up uh, on our uh, Upon Further Review segment yesterday. Oh. Well, I'm just curious. Okay, traditionally I, there's – I feel like there need to be more identifiable roles, and I would, and I'm calling for uh, Zeke to be running back number one, first and second down, and Stevenson to turn into the traditional situational third down back, like we've seen the Patriots have for you know 20 plus years. Just your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan. I actually like the idea of the interchangeability, if that's even a word, Ooh. of Zeke and it isn't. Ramondre. Um, well, it is now. I'm using it, and uh, I'm allowed to make up words. That's what we do in this business. So I I like the fact that they both can do everything, that they both can catch the ball. They both can pass protect. They both can obviously be sort of power inside runners on early downs. Now, Ramondre should have a little bit more yards after contact first than Zeke at, at this point in his career. But I, I always thought, yeah, you had really good players back then, but there was a certain predictability. You know, James White was not a good runner. James White was a pass catcher. Great. 78 catches, whatever the hell he would catch every year. Great playmaker on third down. But now I think you're a little bit less predictable in those roles. And the reality of the situation might be, and this is probably fueling why you have this idea, Ramondre hasn't run the ball well. And you need to find a way to get him going. And I know they've pushed back because, to me, it's looked like he's looking for holes. He's dancing. He's hesitant. And some of that is probably, well, the hole isn't there. I've played behind some makeshift offensive lines through the first three weeks. Um, so I think that's part of it. But, no, I, I still want Ramondre Stevenson as my lead back. I, I still want them to be interchangeable. I, I'm okay if it's drive to drive. Two drives for Ramondre, one drive for Zeke, and keep them on the field, whether it's first down, second down, or third down. Because I do think both can do the job. And you don't have an obvious third down back right now. But... To me, if we're going to talk about the running backs and the running game, your priority is to get Ramondre Stevenson, who I thought was maybe in line for a breakout year again. you got to get him going because right now he hasn't been good enough, and I think he could be the spark that injects more life into this offense. 
interchangeability is a word, by the way. And Hart, yes. you and I are sharing a brain. I don't want any tells back there. Those guys, it's not a tell. Those guys can play on all three downs. They're they're using yep. them in empty sets. Yeah, I'm not I'm not fiddling with the the roles at running back right now. But we know there's been a lot of messing around with the offensive line. Uh, number one. How do you view Antonio Maffi the last two weeks taking some snaps away from Onwenu two weeks ago and then Strange last week and then uh, Lowe playing right tackle last week? Are you are you bringing that whole group back, uh, the starting group from the Jets game? Are those your starters for the Cowboys? Well, Christian brought up the injury report. It's going to be interesting to see what Cole Strange's status is. Uh, he was clearly... There was an injury he was dealing with. I don't know if it's a new injury, the existing injury, um, late in that game against the Jets. So I think that's a factor to keep an eye on. I thought the tackles were both good last week. Uh, Vidarian Lowe has now played 100% of the snaps one week against the Dolphins at left tackle. Then he goes to right tackle, 100% of the snaps last week. I thought the edges were good. Trent Brown got his contract adjusted. Maybe he's happy and healthy and moved past that concussion and everything there. Um, but it was funny because David Andrews talked about the offensive line, and we talked all summer, right, about how oh, the guys are hurt. It's not the guys working together. This isn't good, blah, 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 and they kind of poo-pooed that. And, you know, this is what we do every year. Don't worry about it. And now David Andrews says the reason he has hope for this line in this running game is because they have five guys. They feel like they can get out there. They're practicing together. They're getting that continuity. So in an ideal world, I think you have Cole Strange out there. Although I do think Mafi has earned reps um, wherever those come, whether you just feel good about him as a backup ready to go or want to continue to push those other guys with reps to him. I think that's the other factor. But beyond getting Ramondre Stevenson going and in conjunction with that, if you can stabilize this line and it looks like Lowe might do that at right tackle and if you get healthy across the other four spots, I think you can take some steps forward. Maybe Mac doesn't have to get rid of the ball in under two seconds more often than not. Maybe Mac can start hitting some of these plays down the field, holding onto the ball for another second because Bill Belichick said it, you know, that they need to throw the ball down the field. They need to start hitting some of them. Mac said it. I like chunk plays. We need chunk plays. So I, I think a lot of that starts with that offensive line, a staying healthy and B playing together. Well, you know, Hart, the Patriots are up to skullduggerous activity by claiming players and getting the intel out of their brain. So hopefully some of those yeah, things that was, uh, take care of itself. There was there was so much weirdness over the last couple of days between um, interrogations of, of third-string quarterbacks and Jerome Bettis bringing up 20 years ancient history but not even having his facts right. Um <laughs> It's just been so weird. It's like everybody still has all these negative thoughts about the Patriots, and it's like, well, they, they're not the big bad Patriots anymore. They don't dominate you. They don't find a way to win. They don't find the edge. How about we start treating the Patriots like the Patriots, and they're a one-and-two football team? But um, the hate is still very real. The hate and the speculation out there is still very real around Bill Belichick's team. So I guess that's good, right, as long as they're talking about you. and good, Any publicity is good publicity. Well, there you go. No speculation. All hate from Andy Hart. No, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> uh, you can uh, get him at Jumbo Hart on social media. And, of course, read him at WEI.com, the Six Rings podcast, Six Rings postgame show, and the Breaking Boston podcast. Hart, we'll catch you next week, friend. Thank you. Will do. And, uh, Christian, uh, as I said on Twitter, um, that was some impressive sucking you put forth Thank yesterday. You. You're quite a sucker. And, and, and think about this. I'm not even as good as Gresh because he actually beat me.
How about that? Yeah, you guys are. So the king sucker is. Yeah, I just have better. Suckiest guys in radio. I just have better technique. That's what it is, huh? You practiced a lot. Better technique. There we go. That's right. All right. See you, Hart. Oh, we love our guy Andy Hart with us on the Harbor One Hotline. You can read him at weei.com.